SEN will have live coverage from Adelaide Odal immediately following us. Join SEN cricket callers Adam White, Dwayne Russell, uh, Damian Fleming, Ian Smith, Ryan Harris, Barat Sunderason, and Peter Layla. And joining them in commentary will be former Australian opener Simon Kadich, who joins us on the line now live from Adelaide. Morning, Simon. Good morning. What's the weather like down there in Adelaide? Yeah, it's looking nice. It's, it's going to be quite a mild day. I think it's only expected to get to sort of 22 degrees. So, um, But yeah, the weather forecast good for the next five days and uh, hopefully we're going to see some good cricket. If Australia win the toss and bat, Simon, who faces the first ball? Yeah, good question, that. I think, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because normally in the past, I think, I don't know how Warner and Kawaji used to do it, but I know having done it myself, I used to always sort of, I'd be batting at two, so I'd be down the other end and watching Shane Watson or whoever else face up. So I don't know what sort of deal they've struck, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Australia bat today, who faces first. Talk us through that partnership. How do, how does it well? How did it work for for you and and the guys that you opened with? Well, basically, because uh, I was doing short leg, I said, well, if I'm going to have to squat down for a hundred and however many overs doing that, I'll face sec. I'll be number two. So the boys were happy with that. And I think uh, whether it was Watto or Phil Hughes or whoever it was opening with at the time, um, yeah, the other guys I opened with were happy with that. So uh, I took it. What's the uh, what's the pitch like down there in Adelaide? Are we expecting the winner of the toss to bat? I think so. I mean, historically here, and, and obviously, um, you know, in the last few years we've been playing pink ball tests, so it's, it's a different sort of dynamic. But this being back to a day test, um, yeah, it looks it looks like it should be a good wicket. It's always a nice wicket here, and everyone's in the game. I think that's the beauty of the Adelaide Oval, the way that um, Damien Hoff has prepared it in recent times. With you know, he's had anywhere from sort of six to 12 mils of grass on it to, to help that pink ball, I think this one will be no different and, and should play well for all parties. If you can bat well, you'll get runs. The quicks normally like um, bowling here because there's a little bit of movement off the off the seam. And then Nathan Lyons always bowl well here because he gets good bounce and turn. So uh, it's a good cricket wicket. There's lots of unknown names in that West Indian lineup. Mate, what can, who should we look out for? What can we expect from, from the tourists? Yeah, look, I think um, obviously they were here last summer. So there are a few familiar faces from that last tour, but they have made, you know, they've freshened the team up because they haven't had a great time of it in Test cricket for, you know, the best part of two decades now. So um, their Test cricket has been in decline since their, you know, the glory days. But I think the, the strength of this team is definitely the, the openers, um, Craig Brathwaite and Tasia Ryan Chanderpool. I mean, we saw last time, if they get them off to a decent start and blunt the new ball, that takes a bit of pressure off what is a very inexperienced middle order. And when I say inexperienced, I mean, there's not a lot of, not only test hundreds there, and we've got two guys on debut in this test, Hodge and, and Graves at five and six, but um, Mackenzie and Athenaise have only played three tests between them. So, and when you look at the first class hundreds between them all, there's, you know, single digits. So there's not a lot of experience there and they're up against, arguably the best attack in the world, um, who have been ruthless all summer and just suffocate opposition teams, as we saw with Pakistan earlier this summer. You know, it's very hard for anyone in the, the top six or seven to get hundreds against this Australian attack because of the variety and experience and, and skill. So, yeah, there's, there's some issues there. But I think um, with their bowling lineup, at least this time around, they've got a few guys that are capable of bowling 140k plus, whereas last year when they were here, it was a very medium pace attack and, and the Australian batsmen feasted. So 
The young kid, Shamar Joseph's one to look out for, uh, 24-year-old from Guyana. Hasn't played a lot of cricket, but, you know, he, he's impressed in what he's done so far and had a very good tour of uh, South Africa recently in the West Indies 18. So, uh, yeah, that's something that, um, you know, they'll be looking for for him. He took 12 wickets on that tour and, and has prepared as well as he possibly can. And um, that's going to be the, the tricky part for them is, is you know, how they how they can go against this very good Australian team in their home conditions. Given the inexperience in that West Indies batting lineup, are we expecting this match to go the full five days or could it be a bit shorter? Look, a lot depends on, yeah, what happens today, I guess, with the toss. I mean, if Australia win the toss and bat first, you'd expect Australia to bat into day two and, and post a big total like they did last year when, when the West Indies came out. So let's hope there's, you know, it's more competitive than that. And, and hopefully this team has been refreshed since the, the last touring party. Those fresh faces can go out there and, and you know, play some good cricket and had decent preparation in Adelaide against the CA11 last week. But, you know, that was against a, a team full of kids, basically, that, you know, weren't involved in the BBL. So uh, it's hard to get a read on that and, and different conditions at Karen Rolton Oval. So um, their preparation was good. You know, that, a lot of them had decent knocks. A few of them got... Uh, Hodge got 52 and 99 and... Gray's got 65 and 41 not out. So De Silva got a second in his 100. So, yeah, there's some good signs there. Time in the middle and acclimatising, but it'll be a different kettle of fish against this, you know, very good Australian team. Just as interesting as the story about Steve Smith at opener is Cameron Green coming in at number four. Um, is there any pressure on Cameron Green, seeing that he's, you know, surpassed Bancroft, uh, Renshaw, Marcus Harris to get a spot in this squad? Yeah, look, I mean, I think any time anyone gets picked for Australia, they always know there's pressure because there's always, you know, speculation from media or public or, or just from within. And, you know, the expectations internally sometimes can be more than anyone else's expectations. So, look, there's no doubt Cameron Green will want to do well and make the most of this opportunity. I think, um, you know, he's going to enjoy batting in that spot at number four. That's where he's played his best first-class cricket for WA. He's averaged 65 there, so... You know, as I think the move up the order will suit him. I like the fact that Steve Smith's put his hand up to open. Uh, it's good when a senior player says he wants that challenge and, and takes it on rather than just, you know, sticking with the norm and, and doing what he's been doing so well for the last 10 years. But, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see how they both go. But um, And also, you know, that different dynamic with no David Warner anymore at the top of the order. So I think there's still going to be plenty of things to look forward to in Adelaide over the next few days. And, you know, hopefully the West Indies will, will show some competitiveness and whilst they don't have the experience, hopefully their energy and enthusiasm for going out there and wanting to compete will override all of that. Do you think you'll um, bowl many overs or is he coming into this squad now at number four as more of a specialist batsman? Look, I think obviously at number four he'll want to make sure he gets big runs, but I think he knows he's got a role to play obviously with his catching in the gully. And then also with the ball. So how much they use him um, will depend on how everyone else is going. But I think he'll still bowl and I think he'll still be valuable with the ball because, you know, we've seen in the past where he bowls eight overs a day or ten overs a day, he's capable of taking wickets with his pace and bounce. And, um, you know, he's a genuine all-rounder. So, you know, we saw Jacques Callis do it for many years for South Africa. I'm not saying he's in Jacques Callis' class because he was an absolute legend, but... He, his first priority was to score runs batting mm. the ball, but he also bowled plenty of valuable overs and gave that team really good balance 
um, because of the overs that he could bowl. It was revealed last week uh, that when Bancroft missed out, out on selection, Pat Cummins personally phoned Bancroft to, to insist he wasn't off with teammates. Uh, another example of, of superb leadership from, from Cummins. Yeah, he's been he's been excellent. I mean, the last 12 months, you know, apart from probably the result in India in that test series, it's been a very positive time in Australian cricket with the World Test Championship, winning the World Cup in India, and then obviously the start of the summer here. So, you know, and there's a, a number of great examples in this team of players that are thriving under Pat's leadership and, and obviously Andrew McDonald's coaching management. So, you know, from that perspective, you know, big ticks. And, and there's always going to be guys that are disappointed on the fringes, but yeah. to make sure that they're, you know, communicated to and, and told the reasons why and, and supported, um, that's an important part of it as well. Are Bancroft's cards marked now, or does he just need to sit and wait for Usman Khawaja to retire? I don't think they've been marked, because I think the fact that all three of those boys, Renshaw, Harris and Bancroft, were in the mix, shows that what's happened in the past with what they've done in Test cricket... Um, you know, they're allowed to go away and improve and get better, and they were in the mix. But, you know, in this situation, the uh, hierarchy felt that these guys have been picked as the six best batsmen, and, and I agree with that. I think they have picked the six best batsmen. I know it's hard to justify in terms of current form because I think everyone's thought, well, Cameron Bancroft couldn't have done much more for WA. But, you know, if you go back to when Cameron Green was playing... Uh, Shield Cricket's WA, he was dominating batting at four. It's just that he's been in the Australian setup in the last 12 months and hasn't been, you know, hasn't had the volume of cricket to be able to produce those numbers like the others. So um, hopefully he'll make the most of his opportunity and, and the other three will go away and when they do play Shield Cricket at the back end of the summer go down and, you know, smash the door down and say, I'm ready to play Test Cricket again when that happens and it might not be for another couple of years because mm. Kouad has been in superb form. Yeah. Um, just finally on the Adelaide test, uh, this is the first time in a while where we haven't had the pink ball test, which is the day-nighter. There's been some criticism around certain places, not getting big crowds this summer. We're expecting a decent turnout there today in Adelaide? I hope so. I mean, I think Adelaide test is always well supported. Um, you know, we've seen that in the last five or six years or so since we've started the pink ball test. I think it was back in 2015, actually, so it's been longer than that. So... I think, you know, the crowds here love it. This will be a different dynamic, a day yep. test. But, you know, going back to the, the old days when we played day tests here, Adelaide test was always well supported. And given that, you know, school holidays are still on, hopefully there'll be a lot of kids here and families mm. and, and enjoying, you know, what has been a, a wonderful rivalry over, you know, decades. Whilst the West Indies might not be, you know, where they were in previous decades, hopefully, um, you know, the people come here and support and, and enjoy a good contest. Hopefully. All right, that first test between Australia and the West Indies gets underway later this morning. We'll have all the coverage live here on SEN from Adelaide Oval immediately following us. Join Simon and the rest of the cricket commentary team then. Thanks for joining us, Simon. My pleasure. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers.